0: Exclusions apply. See site for details. Phase zero, season two, episode 44. We are so close to season three. That is still so crazy to me. Um, I'm your host, Jenna Anderson, and joining me today is Jamie Jurak. Good morning. Um, And then... Uh, I could not have us get through the Black Panther Wakanda forever era without having us have the one of the smartest people I know, the best Namor expert I know, Nicole Drum is here today. Hello. I'm so happy that she's here. And then we have Adam Barnhart as well.
1: Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I'm just I'm just ready to party.
0: Hell yeah, this is going to be a party. This is going to be really, really fun. Um, So we have a lot to talk about today. Um, A couple of us have seen Black Panther, so we're going to offer our spoiler free reaction. Um, If you do want a spoiler filled reaction, we will be having a bonus episode later this week. So get excited for that. Um, And then we have some MCU news to talk about. Um, I do also want to say first and foremost, congrats to Chris Evans for being sexiest man alive. Mm. Um, Congrats Mm. to our very own Aaron Perrine for getting quoted in the marketing campaign for Black Panther 2. I wish he was on the show today so we could all just like celebrate and Cheer for him because
2: I am just so happy. Like I got the notification on my phone and like lost my mind. I have friends who like don't know Aaron at all and have messaged me and been like, that's one of the most beautiful reviews I've ever read. Like Mm. I just I'm so happy for the for the response Aaron's getting to the review.
3: It is a gorgeous review. And he gave book recommendations in his tweet thread that are they're, they're incredible books, but I'm just like so floored by how beautiful the review is, how beautifully written. And then of course, literary references like, oh my God, if you haven't read it, you need to check it out.
0: I agree. He completely knocked it out of the park. Um, so so we'll just dive right into Black Panther. Um, I have seen it. Jamie has seen it. Um, Nicole and Adam can kind of ask us questions as we share our reactions. Um, Jamie, I'll let you go first because I feel like I'm already talking way too much today.
2: <laughs> no, you're the host. We love you. Um, <laughs> uh, what did I think of Black Panther? We're going to forever. Um, I thought it was great. I did think uh, the I felt the runtime in the middle, I will say. Uh, I It was not a perfect just under three hours, uh, for sure. Um, but the, but the tributes to Chadwick were so beautiful. It's hard to like judge it because of that. Like I thought that like, you know, they had such a hard thing to deal with and I think that they handled it very, very gracefully. Um, and, uh, I tweeted this, but I think the number one most important takeaway for me is that I am now hyped. For Ironheart. Give me Ironheart. I'm ready. Let's go. Uh, so, yeah, I'm excited to, uh, to talk more details uh, on Friday and explain a little bit about what like the things that didn't work. But but for the most part, it, it works, I think, very well.
0: I agree completely. I feel like I was talking with Charlie, one of our coworkers, about this, and it's like this movie feels like a miracle that it like came together the way that it did. It almost feels like, even despite all of the things that have happened, it almost feels like this was intentionally their plan all along. Um, there is just so much to unpack in this movie. I, th- I agree with Jamie wholeheartedly. The runtime. Stretches on a little too, but a little too much. I feel like when I rewatch it, it's probably going to fly by. I know BD and Aaron basically said the the same thing when they saw it twice. But what you're seeing is so enjoyable and is so entertaining and mm-hmm. so profound that, like, you almost don't mind that it's a little bit slower than it probably could be. Um, the cast just knocks it out of the park. I. Namor is so perfect Nicole I immediately got out of my screening And I texted Nicole you are going to be so happy Because I was just gobsmacked By how well they Translated Namor on screen in the way that they did um, And then I agree with Jamie Ironheart is, is about to be like At the top of everyone's Phase 5 rankings I, Dominique Thorne just kills it It is this thing of like, yes I can totally see myself Watching six episodes of you after this point Because she is just absolutely incredible She steals every single scene she's in so, yeah, I, I am just still so in awe that this movie even exists. Um, Nicole, Adam, do y'all have any like questions or whatever? I know Nicole probably has like a million. <laughs> I just I think the biggest thing for me, the biggest question I had going into this was how
3: are they going to honor Namor's comic roots? while also doing this absolutely beautiful revamp, because I think a lot of comics fans who do like Namor, but maybe aren't like super deep into him, like me and the rest of Namor Nation, because that's who we are. Um, (laughs) (laughs) We have our own name. um, Don't recognize that a lot of what they're doing.
0: Did she cut out there? Yeah, I think so. Oh, no. Oh, no. All right. Well, so Adam, do you have any questions while we're working to get me you the biggest? I'm trying to see. Oh, oh, there we go. Oh. Okay. okay. I am so sorry oh gosh okay for me the biggest question is how well do they
3: honor the comics aspect of this character who is literally Marvel's first superhero while also giving us what clearly looks like this badass new direction that we just desperately need
0: um you are going to be so happy in that regard I Uh, think it is it is so seamless it it is one of those things of like I am still just in awe of how well it works works. like how how effortless it kind of is um it, it makes it feel like this has always been tied to the character even though it obviously hasn't so it, it's one of those things of like even then I, I know the like Mesoamerican community is going to be like so mm-hmm. profoundly impacted by how they do it because it is just like it's such an inspired choice but it's not the one that you would have expected but it also feels like the kind of thing of like this is the only way you could have adapted mm-hmm. him if, if this had come out before Aquaman I, I can't even imagine what kind of Namor we would have gotten but I feel mm-hmm. like this had to be the way to differentiate him from Aquaman to like set him apart in the MCU and I think they do it really really well
2: Aquaman, who? Oh, yeah.
0: Forget who? Forget, forget, forget Aquaman. I'm like, right? <laughs> <laughs> I love them both. I love I love my fish boys equally. They're for wildly different reasons. Um, but yeah, Adam, do you have any like burning, lingering questions before you go see it?
1: Oh, I have lots of burning questions. Like, you know, is this person in it? Is that person in it? Is there uh, any indication Sue's already cheating on Reed with Namor? Um, I have you seen
0: him? Like,
3: sorts
1: of all sorts of that stuff. But. I'm Obviously, I'll have to wait until tomorrow to to find those questions out.
0: Yeah, it's just I'm so excited for everyone else to see this movie, because I feel like this is just going to be such a profound and interesting experience. And it's such a perfect way to tie up phase four. I know Nicole and I have spoken at length over Slack about just phase four dealing with grief and loss Mm -hmm. and trauma. And it's like, this is the perfect like peak for that to go to. Like it is, it's Mm -hmm. so well done. Um, I just, there's so much to talk about. Yeah, Yeah. that's
3: like also my other big question is because this movie, even the making of it is rooted in grief trauma. And I've been very curious to see how the real life, because. One of the things that Marvel does really, really well is it approaches these big topics and these processing of emotions in a way that I think gives people a safe space to feel. And I know when Chadwick Boseman died, for a lot of people that felt like a personal loss. I know in my family it felt like a personal loss. So I've been very curious to see how the the real life grief trauma that the cast and the character, the cast and the crew, experienced in losing their beloved friend would translate to a film where they also have to address the, the grief and the trauma in character as well. So everything you've told me about it. Like you said, this is going to be a feast for you in your, your grief trauma brain. And I'm really, I'm really excited to see how this plays out. And I think it's gonna be therapeutic for a lot of people who have, especially this time of year, as we enter the holiday season, where I think a lot of people feel those losses a little more acutely than they might say in like April or May
2: people in the comments are asking about like how many tissues do I bring and I have to <laughs> yeah. say I, I cried I, it got yeah. me but I did not yeah. cry as much as I thought I would and I think that is because of the uplifting nature yes. uh, that they that they managed to, to do like I definitely got me but I came into this movie expecting to like be sobbing yeah. from beginning to end and like I laughed more than I thought I would uh, it was it was really a good mixture of emotions I completely agree I think Aaron has said on the show it's like it, it feels like a celebration and it's
0: like that is kind of first and foremost even after as you are feeling emotional, as you are feeling all of these things, it is a celebration first and foremost. Um, that kind of dives into, I know Nicole wants to talk about this, of like kind of the early projections for the movie, <coughs> where it's kind of at.
3: Yeah. So right now, Black Panther Wakanda Forever is currently sitting at 87% on the tomato meter at good old Rotten Tomatoes. It's already sold 45 million in pre sale tickets for opening weekend, and that's like 40% ahead of Thor Love and Thunder. It's 20% behind mm-hmm. Doctor Strange 2. Do you guys feel like that matters, these numbers, compared to these other you know, MCU movies? I personally don't think it matters because I think people are gonna, you know, shove their butts in the seat. This movie has been pinned on my calendar for so long that I almost forgot it was coming other than the name more of it all. But I don't think these numbers matter. What do you guys think?
2: I don't and a part of that is because like looking back at like like uh, you know I will go many times to these movies like uh, but when I saw Thor I the sec after second time I was like I'm done I don't need to say this again (laughs) and that won't be the case for Wakanda forever and I think a lot of people will feel that way Uh, I think we're going to get a lot of repeats and it's going to be some word of mouth I think some people are hesitant just because of the sadness of it all and I think when more people see it and explain that it's not just this and like like this huge huge bummer more people are going to come out.
0: I completely agree. I also feel like this is the last blockbuster until Avatar, mm-hmm. and even then, I feel mm-hmm. like as we as we kind of addressed last week, the mileage of the Avatar franchise varies wildly from person to person. So I feel like for a lot of people, this is going to be like their end of the year movie. This is going to be the Christmas movie for some people. I feel like, and so it it, it is going to continue to have likes. Adam, what do you think about all of these projections? Um,
1: my Christmas movie, personally, is going to be Violent Night. That's a blockbuster. <laughs> yeah,
2: <laughs> hell yeah. That's Amazing.
1: a blockbuster to me. So that's, that's all. <laughs> it's a, it's. I just always try to wrap my mind around just how much of a stranglehold Marvel has on the box office, and I mean that in the best way possible. Because what, Dwayne The Rock Johnson is arguably <laughs> probably the biggest a lister in Hollywood. And Black Adam, by any stretch of the imagination, anyone's any studio is going to want three hundred fifty million. But I mean, kind of forever could make that in one weekend, you know. And it's just insane to think about just how successful Marvel is at the box office. It um, is
0: wild, yeah. Um, well, so kind of talking more about Black Panther, um, Adam has a quote to read.
1: Yeah. So, a uh, friend of the show, Nate Moore, um, recently addressed whether or not the X Men um, were going to show up. Like, is there a Cyclops post credit scene? Is there, uh, you know, Kitty Pride and Wakanda Forever? Uh, turns out, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh <laughs> Nate Moore uh said in an interview this week with Screenwriter. well, Storm's relationship with Wakanda and publishing is pretty interesting. Obviously, we might be a few years out from the X-Men, so I'm not sure we're there yet. First off, I love I love watching interviews with Nate Moore because he's refreshingly candid. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not the politicking and the hidden stuff, but uh maybe that's just the um entertainment journalist in me that we're actually getting quotes from someone with a producer credit to his name. But yeah, so Adam, it sounds like the X-Men proper <clears throat> are um far off. I mean when you get he, do we get the X-Men in the 2020s? I, oh. in the late 2020s. Yeah. I think I think, right I think maybe like end. 2028
0: yeah I feel like it has to be a end of Secret Wars kind of thing mm-hmm. like at the, at the rate that we're going at the projects that we know we're getting and the way that he's saying it maybe it's like right before Secret Wars but I have a feeling they might just like make it a little bit cleaner cut
2: and do it right after so I have a feeling I know what Jamie was about to say well yeah I'm sorry I was, I was on a I think I'm on a bit of a delay again um, every time Adam says Nate Moore it sounds like he's saying Namor no Moore. I totally got that. Like, <laughs> Namor was a friend <laughs> of the show no one told me we would be so lucky
0: oh my we would God, be so incredibly lucky um but yeah i i also love adam how you're like you know cyclops and kitty pride and not storm the one character we all speculated yeah sorry movie, i didn't read really the quote <laughs> before I read that. Like, oh, man. but now i'm like I, I just want cyclops awkwardly in wakanda just for the hell of it like right. that would be really fun um and then kind of speaking about the future
2: speaking about secret wars um jamie has a quote as well so we you know we've we've been speculating about the secret wars director because we know already uh, about kang dynasty and so uh but uh what we know now, uh, Faggy has not asked Ryan Coogler to direct Secret Wars, because that's been a big name that we've suspected for a while. Uh, to, to Variety, uh, he said, well, I would want Ryan to do anything at any time because uh, he's a singular talent and a great person to spend years with. But no, in all honesty, there's been no conversations. We've not spoken to him about Secret Wars. I'm honestly kind of surprised uh, about the just to... To the the like not, just being honest about that him um, which makes me think that maybe he's that's he's not on the list of names maybe maybe Brian needs a break uh, uh you know maybe he, let's let's give him a vacation. Uh, What do you guys think?
0: I think that's exactly it. I think especially after this movie and how many evolutions it had to go to. And like Nicole said, like the trauma and the loss of like having to feel that while you're making the art, I think like to then turn around and ask him to do Secret Wars, it's not that he couldn't do it. And it's not that he couldn't make an amazing movie, but it feels like a really big ask. And it feels like if he wanted to take that challenge, I would absolutely love it. But I I do respect and love that Feige's already like, yeah, we haven't talked to him about it because he's already doing so much for us at the moment. And like we know he's executive producing Ironheart. I think the variety article also mentioned another wakanda based kind of television show that that, like they're still probably moving forward with that so i it's just interesting because i know this was at the top of like a lot of people's director list for secret wars Mm -hmm.
3: I know I'm a little disappointed in it, but you're right with, you know, he deserves a break. He deserves the opportunity to take a step back. And he also deserves a chance to enjoy what he's made. I mean, everything we've heard about Wakanda Forever is just incredible. I know I would want an opportunity to stand back and just enjoy that moment and maybe not run right into Secret Wars as badly as we all want him to do it because we know it would be epic. So I'm disappointed, but I understand it. I get it. But now I want to know who's doing
1: it. Yeah, <laughs> right, right. Who is doing it? It's, uh, I think Ryan's almost at the point where I, I don't, I don't think obviously filmmaking is not too little to him, but you know, with proximity media and all, he's almost already Kevin Feige 2.0, mm. you know, he's building his own world within a world and all that stuff with his own production house. So, um, yeah, I don't know who I'd even want to do *Secret War*. It's probably going to be someone that directed music videos or, or something before, <laughs> you know, like <laughs> so completely yeah. random.
0: I was going to ask, like, if anyone has any director picks. I know I've said mine on the show, but I'll say it again. Of like, If if they found a way to get John Favreau back of like, hey, we're going to pull you out of Star Wars for a little bit. And like full circle moment, you started this franchise. You're going to, for all intents and purposes, end the franchise. That would be the coolest thing ever. But I also could see them picking like Nia DaCosta or somebody else who is already <clears> in the pipeline for <throat> phase four and five. But yeah, what do you all think?
1: I'm going back <laughs> to Spielberg. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> going back to the Spielberg era. Let's go.
0: He apparently uh, had that meeting with DC so or with the people at Warner Brothers. So now it's like, is Spielberg doing a DC thing? Like, yeah, I don't know, boy. but it, that would be crazy if he did secret wars.
2: I think it'll be a phase four or five director. Uh, mm, for probably. sure. But uh, who? <laughs> You're, I don't have a guess. <laughs> I'm just going to subscribe to Jenna's
3: newsletter on this one because I think that would, I actually really like that idea a lot. So I hadn't heard that one before. And I'm like, uh-huh. oh, man, that
0: makes a lot of sense. Now I want it. Let's make a manifesting circle. I've literally had it written on a post-it like just to be on my desk for like the past year of like, this would be so cool if we did this. So but we'll just have to wait and see, I guess. Um, so we're going to take a quick one minute break and then we're going to come back and break down more MCU news from the week. Um, in, the, in the meantime, while we're on that break, go leave a five star rating on our podcast platform of your choice we might read your review on the show if you ask us a question and go subscribe to our YouTube channel because we always want more subscribers so stay tuned Welcome back. Uh, we have so much more MCU news to talk about this week. Um, starting with some that Jamie is very, very happy to talk about, oh. I can tell. Um, I will just say also for the record, I literally said on the show like a couple weeks ago, like, man, Agatha Coven of Chaos has maybe two cast members at this point, and now they are fixing that, and I'm so they happy. They heard
2: you. Yes. Okay, <laughs> let me just flip my hat around, my welcome yes. to the yes. Awesome. Yes. All right. Let's do it. Oh, man. this. Are you kidding me? Uh, I'm going to work uh, backwards, I think, from Ooh. the news, um, okay. uh, <laughs> and we'll start with, uh, uh, according to Deadline, Eric Andre has apparently been, has booked an episode which I think really flows into your, like, sitcom theory that it's going to be similar. Uh, I think that, like, him popping up is definitely, uh, means we're getting some comedy in there. Same with the, uh, Sashir Zamata, an SNL alum. I mean, another, she's another uh, very funny person that we're that we're getting in there. Um, and then um, we've got uh, Maria Dizia who was on Orange is the New Black and The Staircase and Ali on uh, who was in Billy and supernatural but the big one the one that we've all been waiting to hear me say out of my mouth aubrey plaza oh i just you guys uh, aubrey plaza being in the show is the greatest thing that has happened to me since Catherine Hahn was announced for one division <laughs> i just um and the fun thing about this is like uh, every name that comes across this show is like Elizabeth Olsen has to show up because <laughs> Aubrey Plaza and her starred in Ingrid Goes West together, which is one of my favorite movies of all time. If you haven't seen it, um, Ollie was in um, Liberal Arts, which with Elizabeth Olsen and Maria was in one Martha Marcy May Marlene, which is mm-hmm. uh, I think arguably um, Elizabeth Olsen's best film. Mm-hmm. Uh, so like. So many of these people have worked with Elizabeth Olsen before. I mean, that's kind of her MO with the MCU. Like, she has, we've seen her make out with Aaron Teller Johnson, Oscar <laughs> Isaac, Josh Brolin, Tom Hiddleston. Like, she has starred with so many MCU people in other movies. And I love that this. this is like, and so, like, because of that, I'm like, she's in it. But anyway, uh, I'm excited. Uh, what do you guys think about these
0: names? I will just say it's funny to me that you started from like the bottom up of like, Eric Andre is the first one you're going to get out of the way because that was the one to me when I read that on Monday. I was like, oh my God, of just like, we got eric andre in a in a comic book thing that it, like what a world i i simultaneously want him to play like some super serious warlock and also just like some weird cgi guy because i feel like <laughs> he could kill any of it like it would be so good but yeah Aubrey plaza wow like i i know we're gonna talk about it but like she could be playing half a dozen different characters i feel like tied to agatha and i would love absolutely any of them i just am like what a get what a get for this show
3: she could just stand there and just be Aubrey Plaza and I'd be completely fine with it because it's Aubrey Plaza. it's galaxy brain casting for whatever they're going to put her in, like, literally just to stand her there and have her do nothing and it's perfect.
0: Yeah, Adam, I know you wrote the article on our website kind of speculating about who she's going to play. Um, do you want to run down some of those theories because I feel like there are so many
1: uh yeah i the the first character that came to mind you know judging magic and and the fact that you know i guess the speculation or what i'm not sure if one of the trades reported it uh oh right there rumored to be playing a villain of the series um so the one of the first names that came to mind was morgan lefay uh we saw her in runaways if you think back <clears throat> to runaways if anyone here watched runaways um Elizabeth Hurley played her in Runaways. Uh, I don't know, what season was that? Two, three? Uh, three,
2: because I didn't watch three, three and I don't, and I don't yeah. remember seeing Elizabeth oh, Hurley. <laughs> there you go. So, <laughs> so
1: she was in Runaways, um, which apparently, you know, it's, it's Marvel Studios. They're gonna introduce whatever character they want. Um, else, who, who knows? I mean, uh, we got Catherine Hahn as Agatha Harkness, so uh, who knows what direction they're going to get there. They cast a lot of people really quick, which makes me think they are going like a the Salem 7 route. Is, is Andre going to be Nick Scratch? Probably not. There's a am a bad Iron Fist fan. And the pyramid and Iron Fist run They uh, the first arc by David Walker and Sanford Green. They deal with a... Uh, uh, like a street level magician who's not really a magic user but still does spells and it always ends up poorly and and Eric Andre gives me those types of vibes um, yeah who's I don't I don't know I'm just ready this show is very very interesting to me like are they doing the sitcom route are they going to do the, the darker coven witchy stuff whatever works you know it uh, I'm getting more and more excited about this
0: I agree. I also like going off of who Aubrey could be playing. I know I've seen some people be like, what about Jennifer Kale? Which like the idea of her then going around and hanging out with man thing would like uh, immediately make me so happy. Oh I know Jamie's eyes just got so big. Like that would be a really cool possibility. I'm also always going to push my squadron Supreme agenda and be like, if Oh she yeah. was playing yes, Arcana like because i, I thought Dottie was playing arcana for the longest time they could still prove me wrong but if they're not going to do that then aubrey plaza as arcana would be so cool i just like like adam said this show is just a feast like the the cast that they're building for this is so wild and i do hope it ends up taking that sitcom direction because i feel like you can't cast this many funny people and not go that way with it i just it's just so exciting Um, so
3: oh, Nicole, go ahead. I feel like we can do both the the dark, witchy stuff in a sitcom setting. I, I really do feel like that can be done, and I think that's almost the perfect tone for the dark, witchy setting given this cast. I think it would actually. In a sense, kind of amplify those vibes. If, if you know, maybe, I think I don't. I don't know. I'm just wanting it now, <laughs> now straight in the veins.
2: Yeah, I'm, I'm ready to it. rewatch Legion. Just yes. oh my ever god, ever, like, seriously, because Abigail and Legion is like one of my favorite phenomenal villain of all time. So, so, good. so, and I'm curious to see how different or simple oh, like yeah. it's going to be to that. Yeah,
0: we we're all just so lucky. I, to Nicole's point, I'm like, I just want the Mary Tyler Moore show with witches. Like that's <laughs> that's all I want at this point. Yes, um, thank you. So speaking of other Marvel casting, not MCU, but MCU adjacent because everything's tied in the multiverse, whatever. Um, Daniel Kaluuya from Get Out and Nope and the first Black Panther um, is playing Spider-Punk in Across the Mm -hmm. Spider-Verse. He is a character that has been long rumored for this movie. I know there was merchandise that came out a couple months ago because the movie was supposed to be out like last month that showed that spider-punk was in this um and he's exactly what you would expect he's he's from the uk and he's just a punk version of spider-man who plays in a punk band and has a very cool alternate universe that is so cool um cody ziggler who wrote on she hulk and wrote the daredevil episode just wrote a spider-punk miniseries so i highly recommend that if you want to read a little bit more about him um but what do y'all think what do y'all think about spider-punk being in this movie and being played by him heck yeah
3: <laughs> i'm here for
1: it heck yeah. <laughs>
3: <laughs> i mean i'll watch daniel kalua in anything like anything anything I, I, any variation of voice face all of it i don't care he's so talented and i think it just sounds like such cool it's it's something i wouldn't have expected but it just sounds cool so i want it i need it
0: i'm here I- for it. I'm just so ready for Across the Spider-Verse. Yeah. Like, it, I do mourn the fact that we didn't get this movie last month like we were supposed to, but oh it's gosh. like the wait is going to be so worth it. Like mm-hmm. This this movie is going to knock all of our socks off, I can tell. Um, um, yes.
1: I do think it's, it is animated too, so it does, it is able to kind of fly under the radar. I don't think um, us or, or the scoopers necessarily paid too much attention to it, you know, so we should be able to go into it. We hardly know anything about it, so mm-hmm. I'm excited.
0: Yeah. Um, so speaking of other kind of Marvel, Marvel adjacent, but now MCU movies, um, Ryan Reynolds has been talking a lot about Deadpool three. And Nicole, do you want to break that down? Yeah. So it was really kind of interesting. Um, when the announcement for Deadpool three
3: came out, a lot of Swifties noticed something very interesting about that announcement. They recognized it from the All Too Well short film. And so, of course, the Swifties were like, oh, my God, are we getting a cameo? Well, Mr. Deadpool himself has spoken out about this. He uh, spoke to E.T. and his response was, are you kidding me? I would do anything for that woman. She's a genius. And um, now I just need her to do it. Like, that's not what he said. I need it. I personally need it. (laughs) Um, because like now, you know, she just released that album with the song anti-hero and the song vigilante, like I, come (laughs) on, this this is perfect for this. Um, but he definitely didn't completely rule it out, but he also didn't say, oh yeah, it's happening. But considering the close relationship between Reynolds and his family and, and Swift, um, I, I know we've speculated about this before. Or what do
0: do y'all think like i know we've called her like the celine dion of deadpool 3 and it's like (laughs) because if you if you just had her there as herself i would be so happy like i have been extremely in a taylor swift phase like i have midnights on repeat constantly so i am just like and i'm eagerly waiting and dreading to get tickets for her tour so it's like if they found a way to work her into deadpool 3 i would i would be so happy that would be great
2: that's how I feel in terms of like I want her to be herself. Like I yeah. want her to be the Celine. I, I I think she's a great great musical talent. I'm a big fan of Evermore, especially. Um, but uh, I've seen her act, and I, I I I think we're she's best in her lane. And and I and that could create a really good musical cool cameo as herself. And that is what I think we. That is what I'm hoping for. And that is what I, I we should stick with.
3: <laughs> I already have a whole like. Head for how I want Hugh Jackman to show up in Deadpool mm-hmm. three, and now I'm inserting Taylor Swift. <laughs> Jenna has heard what I want. <laughs> yes, but share it for the this. class.
0: Yeah, share it for the class. Okay,
3: so <laughs> what I want for it to happen, I want Hugh Jackman to be because you know he does Broadway. I want him to be performing in Rogers the musical, and Deadpool just show up like crash a performance, thinking that Hugh Jackman is his buddy Wolverine. Because I think that'd be freaking hilarious. And get a Taylor cameo, she could also be in Rogers the musical. It's perfect. And it doesn't have to be well-acted. It could be as cheesy as on get out because it's Deadpool 3. This is what I want. This is what I need. So um, Mr. Reynolds, if you're listening,
2: <laughs> please <laughs> make this is. happen. Nicole pushing the Rodgers and the musical agenda. That's that's my people right there. I love Broadway. (laughs) I am such a Broadway
0: fan. I need this. I need this. I need this. Brandon leaves for one episode and we all just praise Rodgers and (laughs) the musical. I will say because it's like I, I I want that, but I also would love because I know they've kind of hinted like this is a road trip movie between like Logan and Wade, and it's like if if the, if it became this thing where Taylor Swift is like constantly being played on the radio or is on their playlist or something, and you like work her into the movie through that, I would also love that. Like that's like was antihero
3: cool. all the time in yes.
0: the background. <laughs> it's the perfect song for this movie. Yeah, Adam, what do you think about a possible Taylor Swift cameo?
1: That's cool. <laughs> 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 Those are my thoughts insane mm. no sure it's yeah whatever yeah that's cool. <laughs> that's cool
0: um and then that isn't the only thing that Ryan Reynolds has has said um Nicole do you want to talk about yes what he, said on um, he also talked about
3: protecting the canon of Logan because as everybody knows Logan had a very specific ending and so he talked to Jimmy Fallon and said we figured out a way to do it that's Hugh Jackman's that's that's Hugh Jackman approved and Kevin Feige approved where we were completely protecting the legacy of Logan, the way it was left off, we wouldn't mess with that. So it sounds like they're taking that very, very seriously because everyone knows at the end of Logan, our our, our pal Logan dies, it's it's the end of the road for him. And it's, it's a moving moment. So I'm curious now to find out how they're protecting that legacy in a way that Hugh Jackman and Kevin Feige approved but we're still going to get a bonkers movie out of it. So I, I, I'm going back to my I'm going back to my Rogers the musical theory, man. I'm going, I'm sticking to that.
0: What about you guys?
2: yeah i mean we're all, I, I like, we're all waiting
0: to see who would go like, first but yeah, yeah
2: like, i trust I, I you know like i think logan's a beautiful movie um and i and i think that no matter what they do i don't think they're gonna ruin that uh, i you know it, logan's also such a bummer like i, I i'm like in a, in a good way but in a way that like i want more you i know some people think that it's it's a uh, don't know fan service or whatever to bring Hugh back but like i don't care give it in my eyeballs right now please and thank you <laughs>
0: I agree I think like I know we all talked about this when Hugh was first confirmed of like if there's anything from superhero comics that you should take away from this mm-hmm. it is that characters die and then come back to life their, their death story can still be profoundly impactful but then they can come back to life and we can continue telling stories with them just look at like death of Superman as an example um, that is a thing that people always thought like oh this took so long in Canada it was really a couple months before he came back so I feel like they're like it's going to be such an interesting needle to thread of like how to work with what Logan set up and then also work within the confines of the MCU and also work within the inevitability of secret wars. Cause I feel like the whole multiverse aspect of it is probably going to play into this somehow. And so it's like, how do you do that? And then pop Hugh Jackman, like back over to go have the events of Logan happen to him. Like, I don't know, but I'm very curious to see what they end up coming up with. I also think it
3: presents a really interesting opportunity because Marvel in the MCU does, like I've, we've, I've said this in previous this episode, they deal a lot in grief and trauma and obviously death is trauma. I think this is an interesting way to be funny about it. And I, I know that might sound really crass, but their humor is a way to deal with weird stuff. And I can just see Deadpool three taking that comic booky approach to no one's ever really dead and flipping it completely wild. And honestly, I think it's something the MCU could really use.
0: I completely agree. It would be, it would be nice to then get to the point of like Krakoa era X-Men where it's like, literally no one can die. No they always get die. reincarnated. <laughs> like that would be the, the the craziest way to go about it. Yeah. Adam, what do you think?
1: Uh, yeah. How far does Logan take like how far in the future does Logan take place? Isn't I mean, it, there's a way that they could go on this multiversal trip and then still kill Wolverine um, and Logan. I right? just
0: looked it up; it takes place in 2029.
1: Okay, so exactly. yeah, there is like a five, six year window. Yeah. Right, right, right. So I mean, whatever. I mean, it would be uh, a pretty cool send-off to... See, this is the slow my brain goes down when we're talking cameos and all this stuff because, I mean, it's a Deadpool movie, but is the movie going to end with, you know, Logan picking up right after Deadpool 3 or something of that nature, you know, or, or what? But then that'll take the spotlight away from Deadpool. So I don't know. It's... Whatever, yeah. I Have faith in the process. We have. They haven't even uh, started pre-production on it yet. Things are probably going to change. Who, who knows? Maybe he is Wolverine. Maybe he's not. It's. It is hard for me to believe they would bring back Hugh Jackman as Wolverine and then have another Wolverine in the X Men movie three, four years later. You know, but who knows? Stranger things have happened.
3: Know it sounds want- like we're getting a feast. We're getting yeah, a feast. exactly. <laughs> and
0: like, I, I just want Laura Kinney. That's all I ask for. Played by Daphne Keene, played by somebody else. I don't know. Just, I want, I want Laura and Gabby. And if that is the direction you have to take in the MCU in order to differentiate from Logan, like I will take it at that point. I just want my little Wolverine family. I I
3: want Gabby and I want Gabby to have her own series. Yes. I love that character so much guys. Like the, so much, Like almost anymore.
0: The, like the Gabby and Deadpool team up to <laughs> please, please, please. is one of my favorite like single issues of a comic ever. Like <laughs> it is it is iconic. It is so good. Um, so we have one more piece of news, but uh since we have a little bit of time, we're gonna do like a little QA with the chat. So drop your questions and we will answer some of <clears throat> them. Um but yeah, Adam, do you want to talk about the other news?
1: Yes, Cameron Crow of Almost Famous Vanilla Sky. I think he did Jerry Maguire and uh he wrote Fast Times as well. Of uh he wants to make a dazzler movie, The Dazzler, um, with Dua Lipa. Um, I think she's like a TikTok star or something. <laughs> I don't know. She's
0: a pop star. She, I think <laughs> she predated star,
1: TikTok star. I think I heard her on a TV commercial once. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, man the chat to today, guys. We <laughs> <laughs> love you, Crow wants yeah. to make a dazzler movie with Dua Lipa. Did, I thought I saw like uh, concept art of Taylor Swift being. Dazzler or something. right? That's definitely
0: something people have wanted. Cause I remember there was like way back when the Fox movies were still a thing. Like they all, all of the cast for like dark Phoenix or apocalypse went to a Taylor Swift concert and everyone was like, Oh my God, she's going to play Dazzler. And then we didn't end up getting that. We got the Dazzler that we got. So, but yeah, so read the quote that he oh, said. Oh yeah. That.
1: So there is a quote <laughs> <laughs> to, to prove he actually said this, um, the playlist. Mr. Crow said, throw me a Dazzler movie. Let's do it. Um, Except he's not really familiar with Dazzler at all, Um, which then the playlist then schools him on. And he asks the outlet who should play Dazzler, and the outlet says Dua Lipa. And he says, I'm feeling Dua Lipa for this tomorrow. I'll be like, yeah, I've been thinking about Dua for Dazzler. You know, I've been thinking about this for a while. And then he uh, says he's not going to give the playlist any credit because it was all his idea. So he very earnestly wants to make a Dazzler movie with Dua Lipa. I mean, to me, it sounds like it's almost greenlit by Marvel Studios. (laughs) That's what I'm gleaning from this information presented to me.
2: I would like to say in terms of uh, uh, we all do know and love her because she's on the greatest comic book soundtrack of all time, which is the Birds of Prey uh, soundtrack. Yeah. Um, So let's just keep that in mind. Also, Cameron Crowe, I was, you know, I just was looking at, I pulled up IMDb because I was like, when was the last time Cameron Crowe made like a movie, let alone (laughs) a good movie? And so his last feature that he directed was Aloha. And we all know that that was like problematic and ridiculed. Mm. Before that, we bought a zoo, which has just become an internet meme. Um, and, like, he, like, you know, I think his, his last, like, deeply great film was Almost Famous, and that was 22 years ago. Um, but he has made a lot of my favorite movies. Almost Famous, Say Anything, Jerry Maguire, oh like, uh, but, like, a... Uh, uh, a Superman or a superhero movie, I don't, a <laughs> movie? I, 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 this is left this is the leftiest left field I've ever seen in my life <laughs> Sometimes people
3: go way out their comfort zone weird
0: great things happen so See, I, I'm, I, I'm willing to buy a ticket <laughs> I, I will make the argument like I, I've tweeted about this I will I will evangelize about this I feel like Dazzler is the perfect character for a special presentation like once the X-Men are integrated in the MCU you could literally do it like the Disney Plus concert specials that we get for like Billie Eilish and Taylor Swift and everybody else like you could do it in that style and just have a standalone like here's Dazzler on a concert tour and also like some sort of superhero shenanigans happen I think that would be the coolest thing ever um, I because it also would pay tribute to the fact that like Dazzler was originally created as a character who was going to be in a movie and have this whole like multimedia kind of superstar legacy and then it didn't really end up happening and she just kind of became an X-Men character. Um I think like I love this idea. I threw this on the rundown purely because I wanted to talk about Dazzler, but I, I think it would be the weirdest and most galaxy brain thing if it could happen. So um, I, I'm on board with it. Um, so so to go kind of into our QA, a little a couple questions are starting to come in. Um, I just have to go back all of the Dua Lipa TikTok star <laughs> comments.
2: Um, so, yeah, I definitely offended some people by saying the birds of prey was <laughs> <laughs> the best soundtrack. Uh, you're not you know, wrong, but, you're but, not wrong. But, somebody said Batman 89, yes, uh, Prince Forever, but also I would call that more like the best one of the best scores, uh, yeah. than just like yeah. a soundtrack. Yeah. Um, so like yeah, to each their own, uh, the birds of prey is my favorite, <laughs> multiple best, it just depends on the mood you're in, yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. is, is Wakanda Forever post
0: blip? Um, I don't know how much we can really say about this, yes, <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah.
0: I say we don't answer it. Yeah, we don't answer it. Yeah, just just wait. Like you have less than forty eight hours, depending on when you see this movie. Like you're gonna you're gonna find out. Um, Emma Jacqueline asks in the chat. Question for Jamie: Favorite Catherine Han project? Oh my goodness. Well, I mean,
2: I I, I assume like aside from Wandavision, like that seems like a like because that's the answer. Um. Uh, gosh, you know, this is hard And I wasn't prepared uh, for this for this question Um, Mrs. Fletcher, which is one of those shows that HBO oh Max God. removed And now you can never watch That's it again right. So sorry to recommend something that you can't watch But like, that was, God, she was so good in that show She was amazing But when she's just going like crazy wild, funny too Like, I, I am such a big fan of Jen Barclay and Parks and Rec I think the hardest I've ever laughed in that show Was when she goes, Poncho! Uh, so, uh, uh just, uh, so many roles. It's i uh, I'm so mad at HBO for, for erasing Mrs. Fletcher. Cause her performance was brilliant. That was one that was on my list. And then now it's not
0: because like, I can't physically watch it. Anymore. <laughs> um, so CJ asks, what fan casting are you guys the most passionate about? I'll let the rest of y'all go first. Cause I know I have like a half a dozen that I could list, but. Jamie, you're at the top of the board. So oh,
2: again, I have to speak again. It was <laughs> what fan cast are you yes. most excited? Yeah. Um. I I said this last week, and like I am not. I've n- I don't care about fan casting. I've always been kind of like, oh, I don't care about this. But now that Kiki Palmer is Rogue is in my brain, like I there's nothing else that I care about. Uh, there's no other fan cast that I've ever been like. Well, if that doesn't happen, I'll be mad. Like I don't care about Krasinski. Like I like Krasinski, but I'm like whatever. Uh, but this one now, I'm like, give it to me in my eyeballs again. So yeah, that's my answer. Adam, what about you?
1: Uh, the first one that comes to mind is Adam Barnhart as the writer of Where Monsters <laughs> Dwell on Disney+. Plus. <laughs>
3: um,
1: the second one is Anthony Starr as Dracula. That's, that's oh. really getting mm-hmm. um, more and more of my thought. Um, the third one is probably Wesley Snipes as um, Nighthawk. And then oh. Henry Cavill as <laughs> Hyperion. And then somebody has Arcana and somebody has Tom Thumb and somebody. <laughs> yes. I'm also a Squadron Supreme fan. Um, but No, there's a lot of it. It's yeah, I, I'm not a huge uh, on fan castings. Um, the one fan cast we have gotten is probably my least favorite casting in the entire MCU. I'm sorry, Jim. Um, John um, (laughs) your (laughs) name is sorry Mr. Halpert
0: for a second I thought you were just being mean to Jim like Jim Viscardi
1: (laughs) Jim No, no, I I can't say anything bad about Jim Um, but yeah no yeah someone says Norman Reedus Norman Reedus Ghost Rider hmm (laughs) I, I think I might go with Keanu on Ghost Rider I would actually my one fan casting for Ghost Rider is probably sit down you guys are sitting right oh boy Nick Cage.
0: Uh-huh. Yes! Oh, oh yeah. yeah! Hell, yeah! Bring him back!
3: Bring, bring, bring him back, him back your back! Point.
1: That's all we need.
0: Huh. That, now I need that for Secret Wars, like, so bad. Speaking badly. my language right yeah. here! Nicole, what about you?
3: Um, I, again, I'm not a, usually a big fan cast person because I, I like to see what they come up with, and I don't want to get too attached to something, um, but now, now that he's mentioned Anthony Starr for Dracula, I can't unsee it, and now I need it. Like, that just seems perfect to me. So I'm I'm gonna go with that one, but also a Nick Cage for anything. So, yeah. that's a little lesson
2: for those in our chat: uh, there's no K in Nick. Cage. <laughs> cool down, Jamie! Nick, our Nick Cage scholar is reporting for duty. Um,
0: so I, people know mine. I've, I've championed many on the show. I, I was very in the Henry Golding as wonder man, but like, yeah, I going to be so, perfect. Oh my God, that is mm. That is such a good like casting. Um, I'm still on my Glenn Howerton as Reed Richards. I'm still on my Seth Rogen as Ben Grimm. Um, I know every time BD has done the Seth Rogen laugh that that is my fault. And I f- take full responsibility for that. <laughs> But him as the thing would still be so perfect. Um, and then, yeah, Kiki is rogue. Now that yeah. that has been put out in the universe and now that she has done the little Halloween photo shoot, I'm like, I need this to happen. <coughs> I need this to happen so badly. Um, Peter is in the chat saying, my fan cast is Baron Zemo as a character in Thunderbolt. Yes. <laughs> we'll see. We'll just, we'll, we'll see. see. I'm still bummed about that too. I'm still shocked he's not on that initial roster, but I guess we'll just have to wait. I think Zemo dancing. Yeah, we need, we need so much SEMA dancing. Um, Layla in the chat did ask um, if we will be watching The Last of Us when it streams on HBO in uh, on January 15th next year.
2: Uh, yeah, I will tell you that I don't care about video games. I don't play video uh, games, uh, whatever, uh, but obviously I'm going to watch the Pedro Pascal show. <laughs> Come on. of course. You know, I'm literally
3: going out and trying to get a new gaming system so I can finally play The Last of Us Ooh. so I can get excited to watch the show because I'm desperate to watch the show. So... Pray for me getting a gaming system because I want to go all in for this. So, yeah, I'll be watching. Awesome. Adam, what about you?
1: Uh, yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> sure, yeah, I'll watch it. Of course I'll watch it. That is on the top of my most anticipated. I am going to be watching it. I'm going to be tweeting about it because I know Layla really likes when people tweet about Pedro <laughs> Um, So that's what I'll be doing. <laughs>
0: um josh harding did ask uh will angela bassett win the oscar for wakanda forever i know jamie and i can weigh in on this um one of the best performances in the mcu i will at least say that i always feel like act- acting oscars for comic book stuff is such a, th- a fine line i i feel like it wouldn't be out of the realm of possibility that she'd be in consideration it would be nice if she won but i, I don't know jamie what
2: do you there, there's no way she's winning an oscar <clears throat> uh, i would be shocked uh, it would i i, I a nomination Maybe I don't see this movie getting the Oscar play that the first one did because it does have more flaws just as a film. It's not as tight. It's not as I, it's not as iconic as a weird thing to say, but it's true. I mean, the the Black Panther was just the first one was was like all those nominations and the and I believe it won three. And it was just so so earned those awards and uh if if this movie was going to get anything yeah give it to angela for sure but i would be shocked it's also the the women this year we're in a we're in a tight race like i'm right now my my choice is stephanie from uh from everything if we're all at once but like mm. the like how am i supposed to pick between Kate blanchett and michelle Yao for best for best actor? like it just this 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 year is going to be a good year for women in awards and um and we'll see but i, I would be shocked I agree. Um, so Julia
0: asked, uh, who do y'all think is the most underrated MCU character? I know Adam has quite a few answers, depending on what <laughs> is canon or not in the MCU.
1: <laughs> That's exactly what I was going to say, too. Um, the one that <clears throat> drops to my, uh, jumps to my mind is Ward Meacham, Tom Pelfrey. What he did in Iron Fist, goodness gracious, I know no one here watched it, and I know no one in the comments <laughs> watched it, so I'm just <laughs> talking to myself and trying to like reaffirm my own beliefs. But Tom Pelfrey is a hell of an actor. And what he did with Ward Meacham, he's probably not counting heroes or villains. He, he's at least my favorite supporting character in the entirety of Marvel history, live action history. So um, probably that other underrated. I don't uh, you can't say someone like Wong now because now Wong is, you know, Wong's up there. Who else is underrated? Um, I don't know. You guys, let's go through the list and maybe something (laughs) will... Every single
2: character... (laughs)
1: <laughs> I'm going to go with Zemo, man.
3: I- I'm agreeing with that. But Adam, I want to make it a little bit better. I did, in fact, watch Iron Fist. I don't talk about it, but I watched it. I didn't hate it. So you're not alone. <laughs> Thank you. <Liz. laughs> Thank oh, you. Hey. I, out of my Iron Fist closet. Like, I did watch it. I didn't wow. hate it. I feel <laughs> well, like right.
0: Jamie's answer
2: is just going to be Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Also. Oh, oh yeah.
3: yeah.
2: Come on. Obviously. Just every I'm, cast member from Agents of yeah, S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah, yeah. All of those people. The whole show. The whole umbrella.
0: <laughs> I don't even know what my answer is, honestly, because I feel like they're. Underrated and overrated is such like a fine line, right. but I don't know. I feel like I don't know. Yeah, I, I honestly don't know. I'm just gonna say like the entire Defenders verse. Like honestly, oh because I love all of them so much.
1: We um, should uh, we should flip the script and do overrated, and then okay. end the show because uh, I need to <laughs> make sure I'm offline as I say my response.
0: No, oh, I need to hear <laughs> oh, if we do that. Yeah, you, you brought this into existence, so now you need to lead. <clears throat> You need to leave. I have
1: to leave. I can't yeah. lead. No. Okay. It's your fault. Oh, I'm sorry guys. <laughs> you, you do I really have to clutter. say it?
0: We don't have to do it if you, you think it's going to be <laughs> trust me. We've done so many rankings episodes that have like torn the fandom apart in like, right, so, so, we don't here's have to do rule. it.
1: Nobody yeah. can tweet me. <laughs> Nobody can tweet me in my block.
0: With, the, with the rate that Twitter's it. going, they might not be able to soon. So, like, you might be good.
1: But right. all right, so I'll just say it, and then we move on. No comments, no anything. I'm just going to say the two words and say it. Scarlet Witch. All right, bye.
3: Wow! Wow! Uh-oh. Uh-oh. you know, wow. you're. Dead I don't need to,
2: We don't need to tweet to him because we all just know he's wrong, and he can just that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, canceled I'm I'm now. <laughs> <laughs> Your, Jim
0: needs to make room in his jail cell because I have a everyone's arrest this man. Yeah. Oh my gosh! <laughs> wow! Wow! Um, I have a feeling no one else really wants to share their answer for overrated because yeah, I don't know.
2: Jamie clearly. I can think of a Marvel yeah. like I can think of of a DC character, uh, but I, I I can't. But I can't think like there are certain like Marvel characters <laughs> that I don't like as much as other people, but there's none that I, I that I can think of as. Oh like I'm not like I'm the only character I actually talk about disliking is a character that's not really around much. So yeah. <laughs> uh yeah. Nicole, do
0: you have any thoughts? Do you wanna do you wanna I stoke the fire I like Adam? I don't adamant? necessarily feel overrated. I feel like there's some characters that I'm
3: glad their stories have come to more or less a conclusion because I think it's normal. Like for me, Iron Man, I'm completely fine that his story has come to a conclusion. Do I think the characters necessarily overrated? Not so much. I, I love Robert Downey Jr.'s Iron Man. It was a fantastic performance and the movies are great. Um, and same thing with kind of Steve Rogers Captain America. I'm, you know, I I'm glad his chapter of the story has come to a conclusion because I'm stoked to have Sam Wilson in it, but I don't necessarily think overrated. I think sometimes that people's attachments to some of these characters are overrated. And I love people who love their characters because dude, I'm over here like the biggest Name War fan ever, I know I'm obnoxious. So there's no hate there at all.
0: Yeah, I think that's a good place to end it. Um, because wow, yeah, I, I feel like the chat is about to. Mm.
2: I love <laughs> like, that Adam coming yeah. in. I, I think you know that. Adam. It was brave of you, yes. and um, I don't respect it. I don't like it, but <laughs> I do respect you, and yeah. that's the important. Well, thing. We the thing is, is, I'm not even determined. sure
1: if, uh, like, I believe it myself.
0: So <laughs> 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 see, you know something?
1: words just Stir the and, yeah,
2: yeah, just. I love
0: yeah. it. <laughs> You're just the Michael <laughs> Scott meme of like sometimes I start saying sentences and I have oh, no where to. No me all the coming.
1: time. That's my life. Yeah, that's <laughs>
0: actually who I am. Um, well, so thank you so much to everybody for tuning into this week's phase zero. Um, please don't kill Adam for saying that about Wanda. Clearly, he, he regrets it. Um, this has been such a fun one. Um, Jamie, where, where can people find you? Do you have anything to plug?
2: Yeah, I mean, you know, I'm going to keep on plugging my letterbox because I'm worried that Twitter <coughs> is going to be dead soon. So, you know, Jamie Cinematic's on there. Um, and uh, I'm going to say, like I say every week, watch Andor because last night's episode, this today's episode was amazing. It's just so freaking good. Um, go see Wakanda Forever this weekend because I'm sure you weren't planning on it already, folks. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't. Them. Our conversation
0: <laughs> totally swayed them. Um, Adam, do you have anything to plug?
1: Uh, no, I am not on social media. You cannot find me anywhere. Uh, but also, go uh, go watch uh, Barbarian and then tweet with Ooh. me about how crazy it is because I have not stopped watching or like thinking about that movie for the past two months. <laughs>
0: I I still have not seen it but Kofi explained it to me like he explained the plot to me and as the person who like reads Wikipedia articles for movies I don't want to see I was like cool this is enough to know for like how terrified I'm going to be it sounds so cool but it's never something I'm going to watch
3: it's insane
1: it's insane
0: Nicole do you have anything to plug?
3: Um, yeah, I'm still hanging out on Twitter at Life in Polaroid. Um, come see me to watch me melt down, possibly in real time, when I finally see Black Panther and get any more live action as I've always wanted and dreamed of. And also, you know, talk about trauma, things like that. You know, the huge.
0: No, I have a feeling Nicole's going to have some great pieces on the site next week, like breaking down so much of Namor my, and the, the trauma stuff. Like it's it just my, my friend.
3: I have already got a whole notebook tabbed out some research. Like I'm going to be digging deep into the Mesoamerican culture of it because that's like an a, an area of study that I love. Hold on to your hats or, or, or your wings or your whatever. Just <laughs> on, whatever. Just get yourself an emotional support name where you're going to need it. Yes, yes. absolutely.
0: <laughs> um and then you can find me on twitter at hey it's jenna Lynn. go read some comics go read eve ewing's ironheart run so you can fall yeah. in love with her even further and then be ahead of the curve when the disney plus show comes out because like i said after you see wakanda forever you're going to love ironheart and go read namor comics nicole is going to probably have 30 <laughs> explainers of eight years of comics to read i don't even know where to begin to recommend stuff if you had to pick oh, one Neymar comic for people to, to jump in on what would it be i would actually and this is going to be a little outside the box i
3: would say read the very very first one Ooh, track it down and read yes. it because not only is it kind of hilarious because vintage comics are a whole different animal, Yes, but it's just a really cool introduction to the character and Bill Everett, the character creator, I don't think we talk about him enough for kind of his creative genius. And I would say if you're going to go into this blind,
0: start there. Awesome, that is the perfect answer. But yeah, go read some comics. Uh, go watch the Weird Al movie on Roku because um, I, I know Jamie watched it. I know Aaron watched it. I know everyone. Like it is, it is one of the funniest things. I have not laughed this hard since Popstar. Like this is, it is such a delight of a movie. And I need Daniel Radcliffe and Evan Rachel Witt to win any award that they can possibly get because that movie is just so good. Um, but yeah, and then we will be back later this week with a spoiler-filled breakdown of Wakanda Forever. Uh, the whole gang will be back together for that, and it'll be very exciting. Um, I'm so excited to like talk to. Brandon and Aaron with spoilers, because I feel like there's so much to unpack. Um, and then make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel. Make sure you leave us a five-star review on the podcast platform of your, tw- of your choice and follow us on Twitter at phase zero CB. Who knows how long Twitter's still going to be a thing, but at least <laughs> follow us there. Cause then you'll always know when we're doing a show. Um, and yeah, thank you guys so much for watching and we'll see you very soon.